I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hi guys, it's Malls. I haven't done an episode like this in a long time and I don't have an outline, so this could be a disaster. Um, But I just really wanted to talk about something that I have been reading about um, first on the Emotionally Broken Psychos Facebook group and then more on Reddit and then all these YouTube videos and it's something that is not sitting well with me. And I don't think that is a unique opinion. In fact, I'm hearing a lot of outrage about this situation. But what's kind of I don't troubling to me about it is that the subject at hand that we're talking about has only a mild amount of attention on themselves. I looked him up on Twitter today. He only has 26,000 Twitter followers, which is a decent amount. Um, but not enough that if this guy fucks up, it's going to make a splash. Um, it's not going to be headline news. And I think this is something that should be headline news because what is going on in this family and what is going on on particularly this man's YouTube page is one of the most fucking disturbing things I have ever seen in a, I mean, in my life. I mean, in a really long time. Fuck that. In my life. Like, it's driving me absolutely insane. If you haven't figured out what it is that I'm talking about by now, it is the Daddy of Five YouTube page that's been getting a lot of play this week because Philip DeFranco, whose name I've heard a million times, but who I wasn't really familiar with until he put out this video, um, made a video. I guess he's a guy that does like news, right? And it's like, he does news. He has a pretty like opinionated, but straightforward news channel talks about current events. And it was brought to his attention that there was a YouTube account called Daddy of Five that was a prank channel that was basically run by the parents who are always pranking their kids. And sometimes the older kids are in on the pranks with the with the parents. Um, but for the most part, it's pranks on on the kids, pranks between the kids, getting the kids to do stuff that's a little stunty. Um, there was a video where if you didn't win a game, you had to slap the person who lost or something like that. 
And there was a there's a video of this man allowing his son to slap his daughter clear in the face. Um, And that is honestly, to me, one of the least harmful things I viewed on the channel, uh, because at least hitting you can understand you just got hit. That's something that you can intellectualize. But a lot of the abuse that's going on in this house is so psychological in nature and so fucked up and so just unreal to me that someone would think that this is a an okay way to live b an okay way to make money and c something that is an act of family bonding in any capacity um it just seems like a way to fuel your narcissism without having to go through the trouble of thinking of a unique idea a lot of these pranks um, are, revolve around one of the younger children. I think maybe the youngest child, Cody. Um, he is, it's turned out that now we know that him and his sister, Emma, are actually from the father's previous marriage. The dad's name is Mike something. Uh, I'll post his Twitter when we when we post this episode. Um, but he, um, basically we found out that there was, allegedly according to their birth mother um he wasn't really in cody and emma's life until they were of a certain age i think it was like five or something around that age and um she's a couple years older than him i think and he wound up seizing custody of them because he decided to be interested in them as his children and the mother happened to have bipolar disorder. Again, this is all her account of it. We don't know any. I mean, there's no way that we're. Any of this can be proven. Um, a lot of it has to do with assumption of bias or knowledge of bias or whatever. Um, but apparently their case was tried by a judge who had a bias against bipolar disorder, which the mother is open about being diagnosed with. And she automatically gave the kids full-time custody to the father, uh, daddy of five now. So he has three kids with this other woman who is his partner in crime. And it's really difficult to tell who in this couple is worse. Um, it seems more obvious that it's the dad because he's the one behind the camera and, you know, really kind of you can tell he's a little bit jazzed on himself. Like he thinks he's some sort of like newfangled Johnny Knoxville or something. When in reality, he's just a sad man that looks like a fucking hick. I mean, he literally like look up Bogan, like what Australians call Bogans. Like that is what this guy is a fucking Bogan. And he <laughs> is, he gets off on, on picking on children. Um, so, like, that's that's his deal. But then, like, there's the mom as well, right? His wife. And she is not Cody's biological mother, although she does take deep exception to the, to the notion that she's not his mother um, because she feels that she's the one who's been there for him and has raised him. The biological mother would say otherwise in terms of what their level of involvement is and why their reasoning for taking the kid's was to begin with. Um, but what I witnessed in this video is so damaging. Just she in particular is so manipulative and so verbally abusive. And there's things that she reveals about him that I find to be truly unforgivable and deeply abusive. Um, so like, let's just go through some examples because Cody is like the best at giving reactions, right? He's the youngest. He is obviously a very sensitive child. He's obviously a child who's, you know, he's a very sensitive child. And like children often do are not that sensitive unless they've been exposed to things that have made them that sensitive. Do you understand what I mean by that? Like, I don't know if he's had a rough upbringing. It was implied by his parents that they've gone through a whole custody thing that really affected him. The reason, the sole reason why they haven't done a divorce prank on the kids is because they didn't want to put Cody and Emma through it. So one can assume that 
Cody already kind of came into this situation um, not really having the upbringing that he should have. And now he's in a situation where there's YouTube videos being made like, let's destroy Cody's tablet. So there's the video set up as this. It's the dad and one of the older brothers in another bedroom and they're whispering and they're talking about like, all right, we're going to get Cody good today. We're going to like break his tablet. So I guess he had just gotten this tablet for like Christmas or something. Like, I think that this was like a big, big gift to him. And um, the older brother walks into a room with a sledgehammer And I think that's the right word for it. A sledgehammer. It's like a malady looking thing and fucking beats his tablet in like completely breaking it like to the point where the dad was like, stop, it's going to catch on fire. Like, I think it could have had some sort of fuse issue like that happening. I mean, I don't I'm not I don't know what to believe out of this man's mouth at any point. I'm assuming that. Everything is a lie, but maybe that tablet really was about to catch on fire, which is a very dangerous situation even to even put yourself in to begin with. The possibility that you could start, start a small fire in a carpeted bedroom um, that your child is is sitting in on the other side of the room. So Cody has a complete fucking meltdown when his brother beats his tablet. I mean, the thing is just wrecked. The glass is like completely broken. The hardware is coming out and... Cody just goes into the bathroom to deal with it. He decides he's going to go in the bathroom and sit on the toilet and just like cry to himself and figure it out. And his dad is like, no, Cody, like he keeps he keeps probing him. And Cody's saying to him, like, please just leave me alone. I just need to be alone so I can be upset and get over this. Like, I mean, this is a kid who's been conditioned to think that things like this are going to happen. And he has a coping mechanism in place and he's asking to be left alone, but the dad won't do it. And not to even just like talk about the kind of psychological trauma that happens like with a kid when you when you just snatch something from them like that. And then, you know, history would imply like based on like, I don't know, every other parent I've ever seen ever the older child would get in trouble for doing something like that. But instead, the father does absolutely nothing to discipline him, sends him off into another room where he's laughing while the dad continues to execute the prank. So he doesn't stop. He pulls Cody into the other room. Uh, While he is walking into the room, Cody starts to trip. Uh, The dad said he reflexively uh, threw his arm back because he felt Cody brushing up against him and threw him against a bookcase, which left him with a bloody nose. We are able to see later on the video because his pillow that he's crying on is covered in blood. Um, and, um, you know, Cody's just like basically saying like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to him. Like, you know, he loved his tablet so much and he, and everyone knew that. And, you know, the dad is, you know, doing a bit where all of a sudden he's, you know, saying like, oh, Cody, like you can wear your tablet case as a hat now. Like, like it's a very funny joke. Very funny. Like to to egg on a five year old that's crying like this kid isn't. I mean. I don't know if he's just so used to fucked up behavior that he didn't realize this deep into it that this is a prank or if this father so clearly does not have like any sort of affection for his child that Cody thinks that it's normal to be that upset and not have your parent try and comfort you or explain to you what happened um, to just let you be more upset and, and to egg you on into every time you start to calm down a little bit to instigate more tears and more anger. I mean, this child is very, 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 very upset. Now, the parents have said that Cody is a little bit of a drama king, that he is the child that gives the best reactions, and that is why they always go for him, because he is a ham, and he is can put on a hell of a performance, basically. He loves, like, taking it to that extreme, they claim. Um, they later came out with another video saying that the entire thing is fake, that none of these pranks are real. Almost everything has been scripted out. Um, and and it makes you wonder, like, 
oh, it's been scripted out that you're going to throw your kid against a bookshelf, which like, by the way, I'd like to point out saying that it's a reflex when something kind of brushes your arm in your own home to push it is a very strange reflex to have when you have young children who are about knee height for many years. Like, what what, what the fuck do you, who, what did you think it was? Did you think it was like some, some burglar grabbing your arm from behind? Like, what is wrong with, what is wrong with a person that that would be a reflex that they have? But back to the fact that all of this is fake and scripted. Um, what is, like, what is scripted about all of a sudden Cody having a bloody nose that at no other point during the video, I guess they said at one point it was a scab or something. At no other point during the video do we see this scab. Um, and earlier there was not blood on his pillow. It's all basically like, and it's definitely, I mean, they're not high quality enough that they have like blood pellets or anything like that. This is not like that. This isn't staged on that level. Um, the idea that this child, that they are sit, that they would rather collect revenue. I mean, obviously they're fucking pieces of shit, right? Like they're going to make money off their kid. Why the hell are you making Google AdSense money when you've got the next Jonathan Libnicki sitting in your fucking living room? You know, the one that you mentally torture for clicks on YouTube. I mean, if your child is that great of an actor and that all of this is like fake, if this is if that is the case that he is faking all of this and that you guys, you know, somehow figured out a way to magically, you know, throw people down on the ground and wrestle them and kick them in the crotch or throw them against a bookcase or break their sh- if you have figured out a way to train your child to that level, you could be making millions out here in Hollywood, baby. Okay, so let's like, let's back off the idea that Cody is a fantastic actor. I don't want to discredit him, but I also want to point out that kids who are sensitive like this often do have a flair for dramatics because they're emotionally unstable because they don't live in an emotionally stable environment. They're thrown around like, just, they're props for this guy's prank channel. And There is abuse with the other children as well, especially you see it with Emma a lot. And I'm the way that the oldest kids are is bizarre because they're almost teenage, which makes me feel like they want to be famous a little bit. Um, And so they're a little bit more willing to roll with the punches, even though they live in a very disturbed environment. Also, Boys that are preteens and teenagers are fucking terrible people. Um, All teenagers are. So that's also like not necessarily the best vouching for the mental health of the overall home. Um, But you do see with Cody and Emma a lot that they are afraid to make eye contact. You do see that they are incredibly used, like unflinchingly used to just being sworn at and yelled at. And by the way, like, these are not family-friendly pranks. Like, this, the language used alone in some of these pranks is insane. I mean, my mom swore. Most of our parents probably swore at us when they were angry or, you know, said fuck a ton. Like, I mean, we were all exposed to language. We all learned it somewhere, some people more than others. Um, And some of us weren't sworn at at all. So when we see this, it's especially alarming. But as a child who was sworn at, I will say that every single time it happened, I was like stunned. Like I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is serious. Like I was shaken by it. And you see that with these kids. And like, that is what the mom chooses to go with to get the fuck up here. You fuck, what the fuck did you fucking, that is what she goes for when she wants to get a reaction out of the kids, when there's a million fucking other ways that you can elicit a reaction from a child that will get them to come to the room that you are in, that you want them to be in, ways that you can express anger that are still of prank-like in nature, but not completely fucking verbally abusive. I mean, I just really... It brought back some, like, you know, my mom was not an abusive mother. Um... I wouldn't say I had the most ideal childhood either, but I definitely was not exposed to anything like this. However, I did know kids growing up who had parents that spoke like this on the regular, and it completely shocked me when I 
heard this, not because I couldn't believe it was so unbelievable to me that a parent would speak to a child like this, but because I don't think I, it's been a really long, long time since I've heard someone talk like that. And it was familiar. It was like a cellular memory. It was, it just like, it washed over my body. I think anyone who has witnessed abuse, been abused, been neglected, dealt with anything like that, you instantly see that. And it gives you an emotional reaction. Um, and I think anyone else, if you have a normal level of empathy, um, it's kind of impossible to wrap your head around why a parent would even do that. I mean, there's also something very like 80s about this style of parenting as well, like the language use. Like I thought that we were getting a little bit more evolved than that. And that if people talked like that to their children, it wouldn't be rewarded with YouTube clicks. This would have been a channel that I think it went up. I don't know. I, it seems like almost maybe a year ago or something. I had to guess. It wasn't around for a super long time, but it's it's been around for about um, for for long enough and has enough views that and is tagged in a, in a certain way that I really think that this would have alerted the authorities already. Like, I think that people would have brought this to the authorities. Apparently, I've read on Reddit... Sorry. Um, apparently, I've read on Reddit that um, they... People had a hard time reporting them, I think, to CPS because um, in order to report someone to CPS, you need to have their address, you need to have their full name, and I think it took people a while to get around to finding the guy's full name. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm looking up, I want to see what their most popular video ever is. And yeah, so they have 4 million views and it's, uh, the screen grab is Cody crying. Um, and it says destruction on the screen grab. This is a 30 minute video almost, it's 25 minutes and it has 4 million views after that. Kid runs away from home. It's Cody crying in the bathroom. Almost 4 million views. Dad destroys son's Xbox One prank. Almost 4 million views. Kid breaks his leg. It's Cody crying. Almost 3, 3 million views. Um, you know, obviously these are also titled uh, in a way that's going to make you want to click. But... The fact that anyone thinks that someone wants to watch a video called Kid Goes Psycho and it's obviously a it's a 20 minute video with almost 2 million views of what I mean just the screen grab is Cody screaming crying hysterically. I mean this seems to be their punchline and this family is like look how upset we can get this kid. Now all of this brings me to the thing that really fucking made me snap. Like, this was the thing. I The entire thing made me sick. But, I mean, you can tell a lot about a person and a situation by the things that they choose to bring up about other people and the manner in which they do it. And by manner in which they do it, I mean, do people know that something is sensitive and is probably embarrassing and maybe should even be kept private? all together versus, oh, this is something we can just like talk about, right? So um, I found a video um, or I saw a clip of a video. I think it was in Philip DeFranco's videos. And by the way, like if you look this up, we will link to Philip DeFranco's video that brought me to this, like on this whole journey. Um, and I think now there's like other people who are making videos. So if for some reason you don't like him, there's other people that have made videos about this. I think that you should check those out as opposed to going to this YouTube page because these people have had millions of people watch these videos and have probably made plenty of money um, exploiting their children. So the video that really upset me started out different than the other prank videos that I had seen in that this was a little bit more of like a vlog style video. And I actually was like kind of surprised because the kids weren't in the video at the during the part that I that the clip that they showed on uh, Philip DeFranco's video. Um, but 
basically it's the dad starting out by saying, you know, oh, we're going to Disneyland this week. You know, all of us except for Cody. And um, then we cut to the office and the dad is a little bit distraught. And the wife is like, what? Like, he can't go. And he's like, I just feel bad, though. And she's like, well, he was playing with his poop. That's what you get. You, you know, you put your poop everywhere. I think she said something like that, which is obviously, you know, fecal smearing, which is a thing that you. I mean, I think pretty much everyone knows is a very problematic thing. It is not normal to um, play with your fecal matter. Um, uh, you're, you're that your a human's reaction is to be repel like repulsed by something like that. Um, so when something like that does manifest in a person or a child, um, you know, I'm gonna just do some Google quick Google researches. Um, right away, I when I Google playing with feces as a child symptoms, right away the first is uh. Signs and symptoms of child abuse. Um, playing with poop, ADD, ADHD. Um, you know, uh, there's, it's also, it says there's an article here about, you know, children's behavior with bipolar disorder. I mean, if you were to Google any of the things that are associated with fecal smearing and the range is wide um, from everything from psychopathy to uh, severe anxiety to, you know, there's a million there's a million reasons that a person a young child might do something like this a child over the age of six i believe is considered the most problematic like once a child is six years old if they engage in this behavior um it can't be chalked up to something like sensory integration like it can basically only be chalked up to a potential um you know w- what is a, not a potential it it can only point to a problem in the child. What that child is, the range is very, very wide. But I will tell you this. I, I don't know and I do not need to know what is what if there is something, if this is even true, because now we've been told the whole channel is a lie. If this is even true of Cody, this is something that is not punishable. I do not view this as a punishable offense. Um, this is a desperate cry for help. Um, you know, in children who are abused and an example of this is that a child might do fecal smearing because they want alone time because they know that it will keep people away from them um i think that there is you know something quite profound about that and if you know if that is the case now let's roll with what they said in an interview which is that the poop smearing story is not true in fact, the only fecal matter that has ever been spread was because a toilet backed up, which was, um, you know, very it's very common, you know, five kids, you know, toilets are going to get backed up, whatever. That's actually not why Cody, Cody was punished. Cody was not allowed to go to the Disneyland trip, according to his parents, for an undisclosed reason, because they uh, they didn't want to embarrass Cody with the truth. They knew that he would be embarrassed if they shared the real reason why he wasn't allowed to go to Disneyland. Now, short of these people being like tyrannical assholes and maybe like, I don't know, like what, like what is a, what is an unreasonable person like punish their child for? What's so embarrassing that he could have done? I I mean, I can really only think of like, I don't know, getting caught masturbating or something. And and if their parents, the, the parents are like, you know, super conservative weirdos, which it seems like that, like uneducated, just like old school discipline style. I could see that being embarrassing. That's really the only thing I was when I was the one who believed episode three of season three of, uh, of black mirror. Like I didn't even put together that what happened at the end happened at the end. I didn't even put that together. I just thought the kid was embarrassed about masturbating. So, I, I, I totally, I would be embarrassed by that. I do think that the the act of getting caught masturbating would be very, very embarrassing and something that an asshole parent might punish a child for. I don't think that's it. 
I think that this story might be true. The feces story might be true and that they're covering for themselves because it is a really fucked up thing to out your child as having this sort of specifically this sort of symptom and his behavior because it could the the things that it implies none of them are favorable and none of them are things that you know I mean they say in the video they call him a crazy ginger snap um and they're saying you know there's something wrong with him though like they're really they're really railing home that something is wrong with Cody. Cody is different. There's something off about him. And he can't come on the Disneyland trip because of something that he does that's screwbally, including what she passively says, you know, playing with his poop. Okay? Like she just says it like he was like came home and with his with grass stains on his jeans. Like she said it like it was like annoying. But ultimately, just something that kids do. Um, I don't I don't feel that way about this because. And like, you know, and Christina and I talked about this beforehand. This is like my personal mission. She was very, you know, she was very clear with me. Like, I don't want to. I, and I'm not diagnosing this kid. I'm not. I don't know what is going on here. All I know is that either way, putting that piece of information out there, if it's true, it's abusive. And if it's not true, it's also very, very abusive, possibly even more abusive because you're branding someone with a condition, a myriad of of questionable conditions that people at home are just left to wonder about. Now, thankfully, it seems like most people are going directly to, oh, this is a result of the anxiety. That's something that Philip DeFranco said, like it can be explained that he would do something like that. And, and it can be explained through other things that we see on these videos, which is physical abuse, emotional abuse. Um, overall, like, I mean, it does seem like, a, it does seem like a form of emotional neglect. Now, the kids, I mean, the parents are claiming now that everything is fake. They want to turn over a new leaf. They maybe want to, you know, they want to keep YouTubing, but they're maybe going to change up the style of their videos or whatever. But they're saying that the entire thing, the entire time has been fake. Like the kids are in on it. None of it's real. They all just love pranking. It's something that they're all in on. The kids love the perks. The kids love the attention. It's a fun family thing. What uh, I mean, this leads me to my last point. Who the fuck likes to prank people? Who the fuck enjoys being pranked? Like, what is... Are you allowed to prank people unless you're Ashton Kutcher? Like, is it funny to just prank a normal person that doesn't necessarily have a charmed life? I don't think so. Punked work because it's funny to watch huge major celebrities that are, you know, live very lavish, settled lives, get publicity for having a prank and maybe being adorable or maybe overreacting or whatever. Ultimately, it uh, punked work because it was also it was great publicity. It was an honor to be punked. Okay. I don't think that it's a fucking honor to wake up every day unsure whether or not you know, something that brings you joy is going to be yanked away from you, cause a huge emotional disturbance in you. And then, oh, just kidding. Here's a new tablet. Or like, you know, oh, I could just get, you know, smacked for walking down the hallway too close to my dad while he's filming one of his prank videos. You don't want to get in the way of dad when he's pranking people. I mean, like, is there anything more pathetic and easy than a prank? Like to just be like, oh, psych. Like there's nothing more. I don't I don't hate anything more in life than a fucking fake out because right away all it does is it establishes that that person will lie to you and think it's fucking funny. 
to like make you take the step back and be like, oh, wait, really? Oh, no. Okay, never mind. Like, like, what, what was the point of that? What's the point of that? What's the point of a fucking prank? Like, you really can't come up with something more unique to base your YouTube channel on. I mean, I understand you're going to exploit your kids for money. Again, we could go the Hollywood route with Cody or let's just think about all the other ways you could do it. I mean, I, I don't know if there's that guy I've recently found out about him actually through sexual Jumanji's brother, Roman Atwood. He is like a guy that is uh, huge on YouTube. I didn't know about him. He's like, I think he has like the second biggest channel on all of YouTube or something. He has like a massive audience. And um, this guy like does pranks, but like I out of all of his content that I've seen, it leans toward the positive. It leans toward, you know, I, I mean, I can't see him pulling off too elaborate of a prank or allowing the pain to simmer in or not letting the first three waves of upset be enough for you and to keep going and going because that's a, another problem with these videos is they goes past prank because it's not the joke becomes, look at how fucking spazzy this child is. Like, look at how, cr- I mean, he's really getting crazy, huh? Like, what kind of sick person looks at a crying child and thinks that it's funny? Like, I understand that, like, sometimes it can be funny to maybe mimic a crying baby that's being dramatic about something and, and watching them pause as they realize that they're crying for no reason. Sure. That, you, I could see a moment of laughing with that. I can see sometimes it's adorable what kids get upset about. It's fucking, it's like, oh, that's really fucking cute that they're crying about, you know, the big bird impersonator having to leave. Okay, that's cute. I'll chuckle at that. But I I mean, to luxuriate in the actual pain of your child, to luxuriate in it, to take a warm bath, to sit there, to set up camp, to fucking eat dinner like I mean they luxuriate in this time where they are I mean these as I said these videos go on for like a fucking half an hour like you're just watching a child there's a brief setup but then you're just watching a child or children be very 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 upset for long periods of time now I've focused a lot on Cody in this video because it does seem you know like hashtag save Cody has been going around because this is it does seem like a particularly treacherous situation for him, not only because he's the youngest, but also because he is very clearly a sensitive child. Um, You know, some children are just more sensitive than others, Um, especially, I mean, it seems like this kid, I like grew up in a, in a war zone a little bit. And, um, you know, when that is the case, it's so easy to fall into depression. It's so easy to, see things and just be really, really deeply, deeply hurt. I don't know. I just, I'm having a real hard time with it. And I think that this guy needs to go. I think that people need to be aware of this. I think that you guys need to go educate yourself on this story. You need to if you live in Maryland, if you know these people, I know we've got some listeners out in Baltimore. If you know these people, they live in fucking Baltimore and they're a big family. Maybe they're your neighbor. There's some really bad shit going on over there. And, you know, it seems that now that the consequences have started to catch up to them, they are, you know, talking about all the love in their family and, you know, all of that good stuff. But one of the people I was watching who made a video today, I forget who's which one of the guys I saw that said this. Even if you do have plenty of lovely moments, um, moments of happiness, that does not take away those experiences that we all just watched on YouTube, that you posted to the internet to make money because you couldn't think of a different YouTube idea. And I also want to throw out because you know I love I I feel it's okay I feel it's okay to take a stab at the parents here in particular like in terms of their mental health. Someone on Reddit did say that the dynamic they have is the is like the classic dynamic between 
a covert narcissist and an overt narcissist and um, because they tend to latch on to each other. A covert narcissist loves an overt narcissist because you can hide behind it and it, it also fuels your narcissism as well. And it seems like this guy definitely loves to be on camera. I mean, he fits the personality type um, and she seems to fit the personality type as well. I agree with that person on Reddit who said that. Again, you know, that's an allegation. I don't know. But there is some sort of sickly dynamic that's going on in this house. I know they're starting to get called out for it. It's just not enough. And I don't think that people... I mean, I said on last week's Squeeze Advice, I don't even know any kids. And the truth is, I really... I kind of really don't. So I'm not really sure where, like hashtag kid climate is at right now but I will tell you that I am also in LA where people give press juice to their two-year-olds but there's also plenty of other you know situations whether it be I mean abuse neglect I mean people with people with financial means and people without financial means are notorious for uh neglecting their children in the city in one way or another whether it's putting them with nannies or just not being available um so yeah um, I'm concerned about this. We're going to put some information in the bio in terms of who this person is. You know, I'm not going to give you the number for CPS. Another person on Reddit pointed out something, which was that if CPS is lagging, which it seems as though they are, the Maryland, um, like their CPS, I guess, has its own like Twitter or whatever. Maybe it was the Department of Social Services. They did post something about how they were, some disturbing videos were brought to light, and because of the nature of um, the ways, you know, because of how CPS works, it's impossible for them to confirm or deny whether or not they're actively like doing an investigation or whatever, something of that nature. But um, someone else on Reddit pointed out that there's more than one way to eat a Reese's, is how he put it, and um, it made me laugh. But also, it's true. Um, I know people have reached out and contacted the FBI, but there's so many government agencies that are available that cover stuff like this. We're also living in like holding people accountable culture right now. And I think that that's a big reason why I wanted to record this. I'm sorry for if it didn't make sense to other people. To me, this information is um, very fresh, but has also been like, I've been shoving as much of it down my throat as possible today. So I don't know if I'm underinformed and over talking or if um, this makes sense to people or if um, I've just left you. I don't know. I hope I didn't offend anyone um, with some of my points of anger, uh, specifically just a lot of the mental health stuff. I just think it's really fucked up. And, you know, I'm not I can't diagnose anyone. I wouldn't even attempt to. But I will say that. You know, I advocate for kids like when I can. I advocate for kids. I advocate for mothers that that, those are things that are consistent in my character. And I was so disturbed by this. I can't not talk about it. And I think that more people should be talking about it. I think that there's millions of people who give a shit about kids. Um, And unfortunately, most of those millions were not the ones that were watching those fucking videos i can't believe millions of people have watched that tablet thing and that we're just like getting around to this now this discovery of this channel like that's wild to me that we are this deep into like this existing how long ago was this posted let me see if that's if i I can find that really quickly but it just is like i don't i don't know man i don't know I, and and I think that the, I think that the fact that you know this, you know these kids are not her birth kids, um, and with how hard she's going on them, and the fact that they do they they did live with their mom for a significant portion of their childhood, you know I can't speak to the mother either. Like you know she came out and said some stuff. It's interesting. It's out there if you want to go find it. Um, you know I kind of did some paraphrasing of it, but. Um, yeah, it is, uh, it's fucked. So the oldest video, oh, wait a minute. In the last, oh my God, in the last 
like fi- 15 minutes. How long have I been talking? Oh my God. In the last like 15 minutes, they deleted their entire channel. Oh my God. They deleted their, did they, they deleted their entire fucking channel. While I was recording this, the only one is left is family destroyed over false accusations in which they take back everything. Oh my God. They completely deleted all of their videos. Oh shit. Well, you know what, bitch? Okay. Just because. All right. Let's see what mommy of five. Does she got her videos up still? Because mommy of five has her own channel. Oh, yeah, don't worry, Mommy, if they haven't gotten around to uh, deleting Prank Goes Wrong, Dad Pulls a Gun. Um, oh, yeah, no, they haven't, they haven't deleted all these yet, and it's so exciting because so many other clips were saved by other people, so even though they've deleted their evidence, they still have fucked themselves. How amazing is that wow bye that is oh god of course he's like the worst music on his gaming channel oh this is good there's gonna be some deep deep cuts up and by the way so yeah now you definitely gotta go watch that defranco video that has the clips because that shit is fucking real like i am so I can't tell you how thrilled I am that I get to end the podcast like this, that over the last 10 minutes, well, the last fucking hour that I've been talking, these people have completely deleted their YouTube channel, except for this one video. All of their other videos are gone, which means they're not getting money for them anymore. Um, Wow. That is absolutely incredible. Sorry, guys. Looks like you might have to get a real job. Um, and, uh, it looks like you might be held accountable for your actions and Cody can see a therapist because, oh yeah, that's the other thing too. Um, that's not like a thing. Like they said that they go to, the family goes to, um, they said that the family goes to therapy together every week. They go to family counseling. Well, Dude, like, if you're in family counseling, like, of course your kids are going to, like, walk through, like, they're just going to go through the the motions and tell the therapist whatever it is they want to hear because they're with their goddamn abusers. Like, that's how abuse works. Like, that is the most standard way that abuse works. Um, And, you know, I'm surprised that the family counselor hasn't sniffed that dynamic out yet. Maybe they have, but... um, it seems like these kids all need more one-on-one individual personalized counseling as well as, you know, Cody's doing difficult. He's not doing well in school. Like that was another point that someone brought up. He's been having trouble in school and his dad completely shamed him for it. And, you know, on top of that, like, I mean, it seems like the kid has an undiagnosed learning disability, which I say as a dyslexic. And I know how misunderstood you feel as a child to begin with when you suffer from a learning disability. And I can go ahead and guess based on the way this family has spoken rather flippantly about things that are well-known indications of abuse, mental illness, etc. Could be any of them fucking casual whatever like they're just like oh whatever like yeah 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 he uh, smears his feces on the wall that's an okay thing to tell people that's a reason why someone shouldn't go to disneyland no that's a reason why you should take your kid to a fucking therapist like before i mean like i mean like that's some burke ramsey shit like that is what burke ramsey did that's not what happens that's not what every kid who does that is but like It is a very fucking serious thing. You should take that very, very seriously. That's not normal. And that's not a normal, okay thing to talk about. And it's definitely not a normal, okay thing to talk about to strangers and put out there about a minor. It's just fucked up. We got to save Cody. I'm, I swear that that kid could go with live with his aunt. He wouldn't be put in a foster care. Trust me. I've measured and weighed those things myself thinking is, you know, are you better off? In foster care, most people would say, yeah, you know, if it gets you out of an abusive situation, foster care can also be a very mixed bag. Not all families are great. Um, 
you know, it doesn't, you know, especially if the kid comes in with a lot of baggage, which I don't, I don't think that any of these kids would get out of the house without a lot of uh, baggage. But anyway, I want to just say thanks for listening. Please look into this. You guys, I can't tell you enough. My ultimate please advise is to just say something when you see something that is fucked up because this has been going on for a really long time and it really only started to fall apart in the last 48 hours. And that's scary. That not only has this bad behavior played out for as long as it has, but that for so long it wasn't caught, which is crazy making for a child that is aware that they're being abused or in an unfair situation. All of these people, you know, keep are 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 giving a are putting a thumbs up on the video and leaving a comment, and that's fueling your fucking dad's ego. And you're like hoping that maybe someone will point out how fucked up this whole thing is because you're a child and you're fucking voiceless and no one's saying anything. So the content just keeps getting created. It is so fucking important to say something. I'm very, very thankful for Philip DeFranco, who this family credits uh, for single-handedly ruining them. But I do have to say, like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's like a big, big-time YouTuber. And this is a small story. And it is the right thing that he did to bring attention to it. Um, a lot of people like to avoid things that they think are going to be negative or... That sounds like you're going against another YouTuber or, you know, there's people that antagonize and people that don't, but the people that don't really don't. And I think that's fucked up. I think that you need to say something, especially for kids. They don't have a fucking voice. So thank you for listening. Hope you guys look into this. I hope you guys keep up with this story. I'm going to do the best I can to keep up with this family now that they've deleted their YouTube page. I doubt that that's going to be as easy as it would have been, but it seems like these parents are fucking massive narcissists and will start to appear on podcasts and stuff like that. Um, we will hear more. We will hear more of their fucking absolutely unruly opinions and self-defenses. Like, I mean, just the fact that these people can even defend anything that they've done, even under the guise that it's some sort of joke. I mean, let's like, just, can we like, can you please just respect us enough after all of, after all that you've made us watch, after all that we've witnessed and after all that Cody has gone through, can you please just give us some fucking respect and not try and make us think that this is a goddamn joke? Like, that is some real insult to, and that's like, that is double damage. Like, that just is double damage to me. And when you think everyone's fucking stupid enough to buy your shit, Dude, what do you think you're selling into who? For fuck's sake, you guys. All right. Darkest, darkest night of my soul. That was some dark shit today. That was like, it was burning inside of me to talk to you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you took something from this. I hope you learned something. And I can't believe that motherfucker deleted his channel. While I was doing this, like that feels faded. He must have felt these advised nation coming for him. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. Talk to you next week. Fuck nature box. Bye.